0: Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Jared. And this is Culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture. And if you like us and want to continue hearing our hot takes on classic culture, be sure to support the show by telling your friends and writing us raving reviews. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I will be catching Jared up on... 10 10 Things I I Hate hate About you. You.
1: Oh, that was well done for a longer (laughs) title. It's a little bit longer than Angels in the Outfield or Pearl Harbor.
0: Also, if this were a video podcast, you would have seen the funny faces we were making while we stared deeply into each other's eyes. It's how we we maintain sync. Let's do the whole episode just staring into each other's eyes. No, thank you.
1: I couldn't concentrate. Just be lost (laughs) in them. Those, Those beautiful blues.
0: Jarrett has not seen the great film that is 10 Things I Hate About You. Have not.
1: It's one that uh, just really missed my radar.
0: <laughs> that make that kind of makes sense. A couple of years younger than me, kind of a girly movie. It kind of makes sense that you wouldn't have seen this one.
1: Yeah, and we just didn't really watch a whole lot of what I would say.
0: I mean, it's a teen movie, teen
1: comedy. Yeah, yeah. teen comedy movies. We just didn't watch a whole lot of those, really. Yeah, so, that uh, makes it sense. just Kind of, and then yeah, it just it's not one that I necessarily would have chosen to watch by myself. <laughs> I feel like just because. Again, it, it wasn't... didn't really appeal to you. didn't appeal, and honestly, was not one that I heard a whole lot about, I really? feel like. Yeah, until until you talked about it and then wanted me to watch it, so.
0: Interesting. I
1: mean, I'd heard about the movie, but it's sure. not like one that I had heard in-depth or anything. And stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, or if I hadn't heard it been quoted, I wouldn't necessarily have pegged that, oh, this is from 10 Things I Had About You,
0: <laughs> so. Well, it is a very quotable movie. A lot of one-liners. It came out in 1999. It was directed by... Gil junger should have looked up how to pronounce that guy's name
1: that sounds right i mean that looks right by sure. uh, you know
0: gill i'm sorry if that's incorrect he's actually a an rtf <laughs> he's actually an rtf grad from ut Not which really. i think is fun yeah a little, cool. a little austin tie he then also directed the um, tv show from 2009 also called 10 things i hate about oh. you did you even know that was a thing
1: no. The I dad don't know was if also in it. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Same guy who played the dads in mm-hmm. it? Oh, I've never wow, seen any funny. of
0: it. Um, it didn't look like it was going to be great, really. Oh. He also directed what looks to be a possible sequel called 10 Things I Hate About Life that has Evan Rachel Wood in it from 2014, but it's about suicide. So it seems like oh. a different, different kind tale. of movie or Yeah. So it seems seems to be a little bit darker.
1: Yeah, it seems to take that in a slightly darker place.
0: And then he's directed a lot of episodes of TV, including a couple of Dharma and Greg, which was a favorite show. Yeah, it was a favorite show of mine growing up that Jarrett and I watched, I guess, last year a couple years ago.
1: it was just last year. Yeah, we went through that quick. I love Dharma and Greg. It was a good show. I was surprised how much I liked that one.
0: He also directed a couple episodes of Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, another childhood show that I loved. Never seen an episode. I don't of that. know if you can watch it anywhere, but Ryan Reynolds was on it before oh, he cool. was a thing. <laughs> back to the movie: Ten Things to Hate About You, starring Heath Ledger, of course, as Patrick. Was his first American movie. Oddly enough, he beat out Josh Hartnett for the role. Also starring Julia Stiles as Kat and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cameron.
1: Oh, back to back JGL
0: movies. Yeah, you know we love JGL. And then, oddly enough, Larissa Oleynik is not listed as one of the top stars for some reason she plays bianca the younger sister which makes no sense i feel like she's just as big of a role as anybody else so she was on Secret World of Alex Mack, which I'm assuming you did not watch. A kids show that I loved, but you do know her from Mad Men. She played Ken Cosgrove's wife. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you would like recognize her or anything. I don't know but if I would. No, I she was a pretty think small I role. I made the
1: connection because yeah, uh, because it's been a, so many years since I've watched Mad Men. So. Yeah.
0: All right, you ready for the IMDb description? Hit me with it. A pretty popular teenager can't go out on a date until her ill-tempered older sister does. The ill-tempered older sister would be the shrew because this is a modernization of William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Ooh. When it was released in 99, it did pretty well, or moderately well, rather, financially and critically. And then I read that it was actually number two behind The Matrix on its opening weekend. Oh, all right, cool. Again, Jarrett has not seen Tell Things I Hate About You. Why haven't you seen it? And what do you know about it?
1: Okay, well, I mean, other than it just being on my radar, I really, because of that, just don't know much about it, other than who it stars and all that stuff. Sure. I think... I, if, Memory serves. I believe I watched a little bit of it or maybe just read the first like, you know, you can go online and like find script, the scripts and all that stuff, so the transcripts of the movies. And and, and, and you did a like lot that. of
0: like reading Wikipedia pages about movies you didn't know. So that makes sense. Yeah,
1: But in this case, I think, though, the only tie that I had to it in the past is when I was going to my uh, to the good old DVP at the Moore Norman Technology Center back in <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma, uh, where I was doing my film class, I I think I watched maybe the first like few minutes of it then in class? It, in class, because we were gonna maybe do like a scene recreation or something ah. like that. So oh, great movie that, to like, do a
0: scene recreation yeah, from. Because we
1: were all like in high school anyway. So yeah, yeah it'd be, be perfect. But I feel like I might have seen I might have seen some of it then. But for whatever reason, it's not coming to mind necessarily if I remember specific parts or not.
0: And over the years, as you've become an adult, you've never seen it on tv like even seen chunks of it on tv i
1: really don't think so so you've seen this one a lot of times why do you want me to watch it so bad i mean i'm assuming if you saw it a lot of times it's a very special moment special movie to you
0: it really is you know how i wanted you to watch pearl harbor because it was the sexiest thing i had ever seen Mm -hmm. similarly this was like the sweetest most romantic thing (laughs) i had ever seen And I, this is one that I do rewatch a lot and I have, I probably see it in its entirety every couple of years. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you haven't seen the whole thing yet. I feel like it holds up and it is still like a fairly romantic film. I know it's about teenagers in high school, so it's silly. Teenagers can have romance, but it's so sweet. I still really love it. Um, And I know that, yeah, we're going to go rewatch it here in a minute. And I know that I'll love it just as much, but um, it was, I don't want to say it was formative because I don't, know that that is the case, but I did just really love it. It's very funny. It's very cute. There's a lot of great people in it. Mm -hmm. It's a great story. It's definitely in my top twenty ish movies. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Ooh, that makes me more excited to watch
0: it. I don't know what else would be in like I don't I've never numbered movies, but it's definitely up there.
1: That's a hard thing to do. We should yeah. try to do that at some point. I don't in know this that I could like do at least our top ten because I know over on Team Jet Podcast, a video game <laughs> show, uh, Mogan and I ranked our top ten
0: right video, video games. games,
1: and that was so much harder. I than I thought it was going to be.
0: I don't know if I could do that with movies.
1: It's a fun exercise. It just—it ab- really makes you think about them. It
0: really depends on the kind of mood you're in. But anyway, I do—I already know that it holds up. I know that's something we don't talk about until later, but I know that it does. You just,
1: because you've seen it so many times. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and again, recently. I, I do also really want you to see it because Heath Ledger is so beautiful mm. in it, which I'm sure will come up mm-hmm. probably in both of our notes. But great Heath Ledger flick. I always loved Julia Stiles. We've watched a couple of her other movies lately. Who doesn't love Joseph Gordon-Levitt? It's just good. It's very funny. You'll love it, I'm sure. So now I guess we're going to go pop some popcorn and watch 10 Things I Hate About You. (laughs) We'll be back with our thoughts. Hopefully, Jarrett likes it or I might be a little sad. Well, folks, we did it. We watched the 1,000th movie of our quarantine
1: Literally feels like that a little bit.
0: <laughs> we have been watching a lot of movies. But we watched 10 Things I Hate About You. Jarrett, what'd you think? Hated it. No, you didn't. <laughs> just kidding. It was
1: amazingly hilarious. I sat right it. by <laughs> you when
0: we watched it. I know you liked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give the people some twists every I once know, in a while. I but know. no, I thought it was hilarious. It like, is really it's a, funny, it was right? It a solid movie. Yeah. Like, it just had tons of great delivery, one-liners.
0: So many one-liners. You know, just And what's interesting is a bunch of the one-liners you pointed out aren't the one-liners that i always had in my head
1: oh really like what were some of the ones that you had in your head
0: i do feel like it's a highly quoted movie in general but the ones that always really stand out are the conversations between gabrielle union and um bianca Mm. are always really funny like when they talk about being overwhelmed or underwhelmed oh yeah that was a good line can you just be whelmed and bianca's response is i think you can in europe
1: (laughs) it's like what does that even mean i don't
0: know. cat always cat has a handful of really good one-liners pull head out of sphincter then drive so what were the um what were some of the one-liners that got you
1: well so when it or started just
0: quotes in general i guess yeah mostly everything the counselor says
1: yeah i mean <laughs> can we take a second to to break and talk about how just fantastic alice and janney is and everything
0: yeah alice and janney plays the counselor at the high school and she's like Raunchy. She's writing some well, kind of... she's like of, a
1: hard-ass to the students, but yeah. then it's like she immediately, as soon as they leave, she just goes back to being this like... What I imagine... Oh, who's, who's the author of The Fifty Shades of Grey? E.L. James? Yeah, I think so. And so it's like... Just like so prim- proper writing this stuff. That's like kind of how I imagine... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's all dirty written. as hell yeah she yeah. talks
1: about like uh, you know sliding a, a hand down a thigh reaching towards a pulsating a member, creamy
0: white thigh creamy
1: white thigh and then changes <laughs> it later based on cat's suggestion to quivering member yeah which is hilarious and at
0: one point she changes it to bratwurst right because, because patrick s- yeah patrick says something. Something about a bratwurst. He says
1: something about uh about a bratwurst uh because oh because he was accused he was in her office because he was accused of having exposed himself to the in the cafeteria and he's like no it was a prank it was it was, it was a bratwurst, bratwurst. yeah <laughs> and all that. And she classic was, high school prank yeah and then she and then her response to that was well aren't we the optimist or something like that <laughs> which is great and then we're sitting there watching it and i noticed that the stained glass window behind her like it looked like a georgia o'keefe painting which then you know. Yeah, yes. it was a vagina, it like a vagina window.
0: I had never noticed that before. It was, was a funny parallel to we had a deposit or I guess it was just a long scene mm-hmm. and you pointed that out and I had to really look at it. But sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I assume that kind of thing is on purpose, but that was pretty it funny. But
1: it was all pink. I definitely though, once the movie started in the first few like the first 10 minutes, I would say I was like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen this before. So we definitely did that. That definitely means we did it in the DVP in my DVP class because I don't really right. know where else where that would have been. Seen it. So that was really fun then to be like, oh, OK, because like I remembered uh, David Crumholtz taking Jessica Gore Levitt throughout the grounds, like introducing him to the various cliques and groupings of people.
0: Which, by the way, is a straight ripoff of Clueless. Really? They do the exact same thing in Clueless.
1: It's been so long since I've seen that. But I mean I guess since I've seen clueless that I don't really remember that. But I mean that makes a lot of sense for Yeah, it's kind of a thing you would do in high school. movies. Yeah, and even college movies, I say I would think you would just go around and just be like, "Oh yeah, here's oh, yeah. the like, stoners, here's, here's the guys. athletes, yeah, here's the rich exactly. kids." Yeah. But I loved it that I was that in this one though, it took it other than just being like, "Oh, here are the preppy kids, here are the jocks, here are this." There were like very in sp- like even stoners. It was like here are cowboys like yeah. going to high school dressed <laughs> out in full cowboy gear. And this is in Seattle, let's remember. So like that's that was pretty funny. And then even later, in a background scene, in a scene later where again Jessica Gordon David Crumholtz were talking to each other, I caught noticed in the background that the cowboy group were standing in the background, legit just eating beans straight from a tin can,
0: (laughs) which I also had never noticed a spork or something. And I was just
1: (laughs) like, what is this? Just these fun little details like that sprinkled in. And then of course, like it was super funny to you that the Rastafarians are like trying to do the white guys with dreads and stuff, trying to talk in a Jamaican They try to identify with the black teacher and and the black
0: teacher calls them out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so it's super funny that lots of little things like that. So that was fun to be like, okay, I have some familiarity with it. But after the first 10 minutes, like that familiarity was gone.
0: Good. Good. so you didn't really even know the storyline uh no not
1: really i mean i no i i didn't i didn't realize it was going to be like this ploy where you know just levitt's trying to get with bianca uh cat's sister and so he has joey who's the like douchey douchey jock guy guy, super hey patrick verona heath ledger to go which can we talk about that the name patrick verona like you you want names to like instill just like the hot guy and I feel like Patrick Verona. Well,
0: actually a lot of the names are allusions to Shakespeare or taming of the shrew. Yeah. Verona has something to do with Shakespeare. I don't, you know, I read well, a lot of I also of really enjoyed stuff, that too but,
1: with even some of the dialogue and the writing of it too, is that yeah. you could tell there were nods to Shakespeare throughout.
0: Yes. Lots of references to Shakespeare and taming of the shrew, which again, this is kind of like a modernization of, mm-hmm including direct quotes like at the very beginning when cameron sees bianca for the first time just immediately knows he's in love with her he says i burn i pine i perish
1: right yeah that line which is
0: not how high that's schoolers the one that, speak. I,
1: that i was like yeah so that sounds very shakespearean yeah and then like some of david Crumholtz's like interjections into those he's like right. you know she's what's he call her very uh he calls bianca not vain
0: He calls her vain. He calls her a lot of things. Okay, yeah, yeah, but
1: like interjected as Joseph Gordon-Levitt saying, like, I pry and I perish, you know, for. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty fun that they keep these nods and references to to the original work.
0: Well, and then the girl that David Krumholtz ends up with at the end is, like, obsessed with William Shakespeare. Right, and
1: they, like, go to prom together. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah, that is pretty fun. So, yeah, it was. And then, too, this is another one where it was like there were a whole lot of people, which we've talked yeah. about in the first episodes. That's really fun. David Krumholtz, Alison Janney, Joseph Gore levitt You know,
0: And what do you know David Gabriela Krumholtz Union? from? There's something, right?
1: I mean, he's now he's in a whole lot of Seth Rogen, you know, comedies and stuff oh, like I that. Oh, I thought you knew and him he's from something. In the League and, di- and different things he's like in that. The
0: League? Yeah. I don't remember that. I thought there was something that you knew him from in childhood. No. Oh, OK. I
1: don't think so. But no, I've just seen him in a lot of stuff as an adult. So now I go back and see his older stuff. I'm like, oh, hey, David Krumholtz. Because I, I like him. I think he's pretty funny.
0: Also the main elf in uh, the Santa Claus.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, that's maybe what it is. That's what it was. We but were watching. know him from? Yeah. We watched uh, over Christmas last year. We were wa- we were watching the Santa Claus because that was a movie. Because with Disney Plus, we were able to rewatch those. And we were able to. Uh, and that was a movie I had watched a ton as a kid. And he popped Y'all up in watched that.
0: the Santa Claus a lot as a kid. Yeah.
1: We were young when it came out, so it was always fun to watch. So, but like, I always remembered the scene, like the interrogation scene of the st- police officers asking Tim Allen and Santa is like, you know, state your name, Chris Kringle, state your name, Santa Claus, <laughs> state your name, Ho 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, like, and so yeah, that movie started, and then oh, there popped up teenage David Crumholtz as a yeah as an elf, and it's like oh, so yeah, that's what I remembered.
0: Who looks like a grown ass man in this?
1: Yeah, was- but we looked
0: it up. Isn't. Isn't exactly a grown ass man. Yeah,
1: I made that comment while we, were, while we were watching it. It was like, man, this is another movie that the most of the kids look like they're not kids. Right. Mainly I was talking about David Krumholtz, but then right. even Joey, the jock guy, he didn't really look high school. Julia Stiles did, but then I was, uh, and then even like her sister Bianca looked high school age. But so the, we,
0: we ended up looking it up and Bianca and Kat are both actually, sev- they were 17 when they filmed it. And then Heath Ledger wasn't that much older. David Krumholtz was only twenty or twenty-one, so they are fairly young. I don't know why they all look so old.
1: I will say so. This is probably one of the first movies too, because where I saw that I've really seen Heath Ledger in. I mean, obviously I've seen The Dark Knight, but he didn't. Yeah, but he's not Heath Ledger. Yeah, he's not Heath Ledger. So it was. Wait, haven't you seen
0: A Knight's Tale?
1: Yes. I had seen. I knew there was another one that I couldn't think of. I was. I told you before we started that I like. I had seen obviously Dark Knight, and then this other movie where he plays the uh, the biopic Ned Kelly where he plays like an Australian outlaw. Mm-hmm. But that that had been like 10, 11 years ago since I saw that. I forgot about Knight's Tale. So yeah, uh, but it's one of those... This is one I was just like, oh, yeah, I get, get it. I get Heath Ledger. Get the appeal? Yeah, yeah.
0: Now you mean physically. You see oh, the yeah, hotness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought.
1: Super hot dude. Yeah,
0: that's obviously the first note in my notes as well is... Like, God damn. (laughs) He is absolutely beautiful.
1: So it was just pretty fun. Like it was, I also really appreciated. I know it was like everybody's knock against her, but I also really liked how strong of a character Kat was. Like she didn't want to take people's shit. She didn't want to, you know, she wasn't going to let herself be peer pressured and do, I mean, she does a couple times like going, but mostly to like help be helping other people. And so, or for, you know, like to help her sister out, let her sister go to parties and things like that. Since their dad has the rule of, If Kat, who is showing no interest in dating at the beginning of this movie, if she doesn't date, you don't get to date. Right. uh, But anyway, so I just really enjoyed that and getting to see that. So I like the parts where like she backs into Joey's car when he's a dick and like parks right directly behind her and also in the middle of the street. Like how he thought that wasn't going to go south. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a plot
0: hole, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, but it just allowed
1: him to get to smash a nice car.
0: No, she's a badass, and her whole storyline is such bullshit. You know, you find out at the end that she actually dates Joey or dated Joey when they were younger mm-hmm. and he, she kind of felt pressured to have sex with him, and then she slept with him, and then didn't want to do it anymore. It has turned her into like this anti-social freak. So everyone else in the high school thinks, mm-hmm. which is such bullshit. I hate that storyline so much. I hate that guy. Yeah. She's just like trying to do her own thing and do what she knows is right for her. And everyone turns on her because yeah. of it. And then it's interesting too,
1: that at the same time, like the same, it's interesting how they're kind of two sides, her and Patrick are kind of two sides of the same coin because right. it's like they're both these outcasts in different ways, but not for any real reason. Lots I of was, rumors
0: about them. Yeah, yeah. Like when
1: the movie started, I was like, oh, he's actually having his Australian accent, which I thought was odd because like, I don't really feel like you see that a whole lot in high school teen movies where like the one person is of like the nineties and stuff. Maybe that's different now, but like where the, there is like the random British Australian kid who like, still right. has their. And their it's kind of accent. a
0: throwaway. They explain it a tiny bit. Yeah, he it's says just he, he lived there. Was ra- yeah. Yeah. Until but it's, it's not, not a plot point or, something or anything. anything. Also, it just makes him so hot. Yeah. I mean, I love I'm the brown gonna, hair I'm on him. Not gonna
1: say no to it. Let's
0: you know go I mean? back to Heath Ledger. <laughs> sure. Let's talk about <laughs> he it. He looks great as a brunette. I love the curls.
1: Those smi- His cheek dimples when he smiles.
0: Mm, also, uh, I think we should. Create a who's hotter segment, but clearly this episode doesn't need this one. This one doesn't need it. No. Because is there anyone hotter than Heath Ledger in no, 99? No. Definitely not. He
1: even sings a little bit and sings that Frankie Valley song, so Can't cute. Keep My Eyes
0: Off of You. That's what I thought was so romantic.
1: Yeah. Well, because that was even a gesture, like a romantic gesture that wasn't like dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Although, granted, it's like, how did they teach the marching band that song so quick? <laughs> how did they already have a routine and all that? <laughs> we'll, we'll brush that aside, but the whole part of that of like yeah singing to cat while she's at her soccer practice over the loudspeakers where this whole school can hear him and he's this kind of reclusive character that nobody knows much about and he does something so public like that it's like so sweet it's very sweet because i thought that was because that was he's fun. such
0: a hard ass and this is like a lovely soft moment right, right so romantic my god
1: because obviously it's like even though he at the beginning was hired to take out cat he obviously like clearly fa- falls, falls in love her with her naturally Duh. yeah
0: yeah Because that's how these teen movies go. Yeah. It's the same storyline as She's All That.
1: Uh, But I think really the only other two things I had was that, yes, the the literary teacher or the English teacher, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Morgan. He, his lines were pretty good. Yeah, like, he all was hilarious. Like, Shut it, Chachi, and <laughs> uh, and every time, like when Cat was like trying to be serious with him and not argue with him, and he still was like, get out of my class.
0: <laughs> you know, and, like doesn't like that she's being yeah, sincere, yeah, so he, he still, still thinks her to that detention. she's messing with him. Yeah, and
1: so, yeah, and he's just like, no, no get out. Yeah, get he out. was very funny. He, he was pretty funny too. I he just,
0: hates them all, kind of. Yeah,
1: and then even their dad, great character too, with tons of funny moments. Like I, the, when he's sitting watching the TV, and there's the spray on hair, hair commercial yeah. and he's, he's very seriously balding up top and he just sits there <laughs> and kind of like smirks and goes interesting. Like just little things like that. <laughs> and then all those weird quirky rules and stuff like that, that they can't do. Like yeah, I thought it just all around, all the characters were great. Every, all the interactions were, were pretty funny and so he tons of great lines.
0: His name is Larry Miller. He's a great character actor. He is in a lot of Gary Marshall flicks. Mm. He's in pretty woman runaway bride princess diaries. You know all of those holiday movies that Gary Marshall made later? Yep. Valentine's Day, New Year's Day, Mother's Day. He's in all of those. Mm-hmm. Smaller parts, but still in them. Um, and he, like I said earlier, oh, I already said it, but he was in the TV show, too, that they made with the same oh, okay. name.
1: okay. Which is pretty funny that they would keep...
0: Just, I the mean, dad. obviously they
1: couldn't get Julia Styles yeah. and Heath Ledger to do it again, Yeah. But still.
0: Well, everybody was too old. They right, had to that's recast, what I mean. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, they had to recast, but it's funny that he's the character they, they kept.
0: Yeah, he's great, though. He's really funny in anything I've seen him in
1: oh and then and then oh yeah two other things and then there's this other the like Ivy League guy who was yeah. like the head of the Ivy Leaguers the future Ivy Leaguers I guess Bogey we real Lowenstein. clean and proper yeah. and rich I, the whole time anytime he was in a scene I'm just like this is poor man's John Cryer like it's just John Cryer <laughs> with like a whole lot of hair <laughs> <laughs> which, is now, which is now funny because the last thing I saw John Cryer in that King of Staten Island, he's bald. He's totally
0: bald, yeah. yeah. And now
1: is, you know, and all that stuff, which honestly I think is an improved look for him. But, oh,
0: definitely. But
1: still, it was just like... Poor guy. I was just like, man, it's just John Cryer again. <laughs> and then also, final point, this school, can we talk about the actual, like, physical grounds of the school? It's insane.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Also, I read it, it's a real... None of this was on sets. It was all in um, actual locations. Yeah, I don't, I so it's don't a real know school. how
1: you could fake that you know what i mean but like holy crap that,
0: just huge you it's mean huge
1: it's like over on this hill overlooking the bay okay. of seattle yeah, has this like deep recess but still like really nice soccer field and they have all these different school activities they have archery they have track they have yeah
0: the archery is super weird you know I what i mean
1: it's just like i have like, not even thought about that so many things it it seemed like super i mean i know there are probably like really nice public schools out there like that but still i was just like this almost seems like a college, but It still. did
0: seem kind of collegiate. Okay, yeah. although track is a normal sport at high school. I
1: know. I, oh, just, okay. I just mean just in general. It's just like archery, it had, though, very it had weird. the full offering is what I mean. Like right. it, was, it was, And then just still like this massive, like, I don't even, manor or mansion doesn't even do it justice, I feel like. It's just a huge-ass
0: building. Did you also love that archery scene where she shoots the teacher and they both just stare at the teacher for a couple of seconds he's clearly in agony and then they just look right back at you at each other and continue their conversation conversation,
1: like oh let's not act like nothing happened so what do you think of it then because as you said like it it held up for you but
0: yes very much i still love it so much i'm so glad you liked it yeah i didn't i had a a feeling you would yeah it's great um and it was one that i remember being on tv a lot and even edited down is still pretty good which is kind of surprising i feel like Movies usually lose their shine mm-hmm. when they're edited down that much. Although I guess it wasn't too bad. It's pretty clean. A, yeah, there wasn't a whole there lot. There wouldn't of language be much to stuff, edit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Of yes, of course, it holds up. It's an incredible movie. The soundtrack is like a time capsule of 1999. Bare naked ladies, Casey and Jojo, Salt and Pepa, Semisonic, Sister Hazel, in like a very gloomy, sad scene where Bianca's sitting in her. Tire swing, dressed like a child, pouting.
1: Yeah, I mean, but a lot of those songs too, like the.
0: They're used a lot. In yeah, that stuff. they were it's all like, perfectly it, fitting. It's like if you're going oh, to watch a Big Small's, that one was kind of a rogue choice.
1: It's like if you're going to watch a football movie that's set in the seventies, you're going to hear some Creedence Clearwater. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so you're going to hear same, ain't,
0: ain't No Mountain High Enough. Exactly. So <laughs> it's
1: like it's it's kind of that same thing. A lot of those songs you're just like, or even just like high school songs. Like the, those songs are, I feel like, oh, pretty yeah. typical of like the high school college movie. So
0: yeah, definitely.
1: So it was, it was pretty much just like yeah but not still to, great.
0: not to keep talking about she's all that, but I'm pretty sure it probably had a very similar, if not identical soundtrack. So right. yeah, definitely. I always wanted hair as long as cats. I always thought her hair was so pretty. I still want my hair to be as long as cats. So I know we talked about it being a really quotable one liner movie, but I feel like there's a lot of scenes too. Mm-hmm. If a scene could be a one liner, I Yeah. I guess.
1: It, it just like sticks out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very memorable scenes. Um, I already mentioned Kat saying, pull head out of sphincter, then drive. Um, We also already talked about Gabrielle Union and Bianca's conversations, which are funny. Mm -hmm. I love when Joey draws the dick on the side of Michael's face. And Michael's like, he goes on this really long rant with Cameron. And then at the very end says, there's a dick on my face, isn't there? Yeah, that was pretty funny.
1: His delivery of that line was really great.
0: Classic, again, classic high school prank, though. I never saw any of these things happen in high school.
1: But I also love, though, too, that like, David Krumholz is just talking to Joey as, as Joey is because <laughs> like, he knows like he's like fine. out of his league talking to Joey in the yeah. first place. And so he's just letting Joey do whatever he needs to do Absolutely. to maintain his attention and just lets him draw this dick on his face.
0: And before that, Joey was drawing <laughs> boobs on a, tray, on a tray, a lunch tray. Yeah. Like was, what's wrong with this kid? Why does he suck so hard? You know, I hate Joey. Question for the ages. Although Joey also super hot. Not, not Heath Ledger hot, but that guy is very attractive. Um, his name's Andrew Keegan. Still really attractive. He's a dad now, obviously, because this movie's 21 years old. But right. super hot dad. Also, can we talk about how well Julia Stiles is aging? Mm-hmm. She still looks so good. She was just in um, Hustlers oh, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A really small part, unfortunately. But I well, still really watch love her Julia in her, Stiles. In
1: her great films: The Born Identity.
0: Oh, she's in those. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was also on a TV show for a while. Maybe. I don't know. I love Julia Stiles. Yeah, she's great. I don't even really know what it is about her. I just love her. Maybe it's her beautiful long blonde hair I still really want. Um, There's also a really cute moment between Patrick and Cameron at Bogey Lowenstein slash John Cryer's party in Mm -hmm. his crazy mansion um, where Cameron realizes that Bianca really just wanted hot Joey the whole time and he's all pouty down on his look, his sad puppy dog eyes, um, you know, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is so known for. And Patrick basically says, you know, do you like the girl or not? Is she worth it or not? Yes, she's worth it. You're a better man than Joey. You know, go after it. You deserve it. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's a very sweet moment. And then (laughs) Cameron and Bianca kiss for the first time. And he tells Patrick, she kissed me. And Patrick says, where? Clearly wanting some like dirty details. And Cameron says, in the car. And it's just this (laughs) lovely, sincere moment. He has no idea what Patrick is hinting at. He's just so excited that he got to kiss her. It's so cute. Again, those sad JGL puppy dog eyes. Um, Obviously, Patrick singing is such a great moment. I feel like that was maybe, it's definitely in the trailer, but I feel like that is a heavily used piece of imagery about the movie—you always see pictures of him in the stands. You know, like yeah, he's, he's running like from really the security guard right and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so cute, love it. I also really love. This is just me recounting the whole movie, basically. I mean, that's
1: what this is. That's true. That's what the show. I about. just
0: love this movie. Um, I always loved the paintball scene, and I wish paintball was actually like that. Yeah, it's Less pretty funny. painful. Seems way more fun. You're pretty just fun throwing like pool ball sized. Balls of paint at each other, and you get to wear like a fun white jumpsuit. It's more like actual painting. I love that so mm-hmm. much. I also always loved when Kat flashes the teacher to get Patrick out of detention. Such a ballsy move. And like, so funny. Why would you do that?
1: And also that it's never addressed again. <laughs> right?
0: Like, I'm pretty sure if a high
1: school <laughs> student flashed her teacher, like,
0: it's that a little weird just be forgotten.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> and just everybody be like, well, that was weird. Oh, well, well uh, to, yeah, it's teaching.
0: super weird, but I always thought it was funny. And I always thought like, what a badass she's willing to do that. I don't know.
1: Well, and then too, in that same scene previously, cause she's in detention or no, Patrick's in Patrick's detention. Patrick's in detention. Yeah. And the, the teacher in there walks up to this one g- kid and basically like forces him to give up the His weed. Pot. That he's stashing. Yeah. Cause he can tell that he's, that he's got some. And so <laughs> and he's like, I'll be confiscating this. <laughs> and then he takes it and then you you just like, oh, he's going to keep it for himself. And then he walks by another student's desk and there's a pack of Cheetos and he says, and, and
0: these. these? <laughs> 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 oh, made me giggle. That is funny. I also want to point out the very serious fashion moment that is Bianca's prom dress. Prom dress is definitely in quotes because it's like a tool skirt and a crop top, mm-hmm. which is a ridiculous outfit. It's the most 1999 prom dress I've ever seen. Um, and then don't worry, I only have two moments left that I love. Although I'm sure there's more I miss. This is just hitting the high notes. Bianca punching the shit out of Joey at prom is also, I love that so much. That good. She's a badass just like her sister. It just took a douchey, hot model guy to bring it out in her for whatever reason. And then the best moment in the whole movie is at the very end when Patrick and Kat kiss. It is a good movie kiss, a really good movie kiss. And it's short too. They don't even, like, they they take a beat for some reason, and then they start kissing again. But, it, like, the way he grabs her face and the big chunky ring he's wearing, I don't know. It just does a lot for me. Have, I really the, love it. You've
1: commented before on, on
0: rings, men wearing for some rings. Reason? Yeah, yeah, I don't that, know what that it is. That being something. I wonder, if it, <laughs> I wonder if it has to do with what's his name from Sons of Anarchy. You know, he wore oh, all those rings. Jax? And he had this. Yeah. The, Jax Teller. He has the rings that spell out sons yeah. on his. Oh, no, wait. It's written on his knuckles. I don't remember. But he wears a lot of rings. He did wear a lot of rings. It's very hot. I'm not sure why.
1: Man, Charlie Hunnam. I haven't talked about him lately. We need to get some Charlie Hunnam. Charlie
0: Hunnam. You know how sometime in the last couple of years they remade the Mel Gibson movie, What Women Wants? They remade it into What Men Want. Oh, yeah. With Taraji P. Henson. Can we get a remake of this dumb storyline where boys pay to date girls? Can we get a a flipped version of that, please? Because again, Not to keep bringing up She's All That, but it's basically She's All That. That one's for like a bet. There's no money. Well, I guess there is money involved. Only for whoever wins the bet. There's no anyone being paid off to date anyone, but a similar storyline. Can we get a flipped version of that, please? It's so dumb that we see that so much with dudes. I hate it. The Taraji P. Henson one is so much better than the Mel Gibson one, and I would really love to see what they could do with a flipped version of this. I want to see girls getting paid to date dumb guys. I don't know why.
1: I mean, that's hustlers.
0: I just, oh my gosh, you're right. A much more empowering to bring it back. version.
1: exactly. To bring it back around.
0: But I want to see it with high schoolers. Yeah. Surprisingly, the Rotten Tomatoes score is only 69%. I would, I would put it so much higher than that.
1: Really? Yeah, I would too. Because like, I feel like.
0: It's even so though rewatchable. I it about, yeah, it's, it's definitely so one well that made. I would want to rewatch
1: again. And I feel like every time, even though it took me a while, you know, 30 years of living to be able to to before I saw it. Like, <laughs> I still feel like it was one I've heard people talk about a, a lot. lot. Yeah. So I feel like definitely it's held in, high in regard.
0: It's held in very high regard by people in our age group, I guess.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, I'd probably rate it. I'd rate it higher than that, too. Definitely rewatch it again. It was hilarious.
0: I would rewatch it. I will continue to rewatch it every couple of years. Probably. I love it so much. Jarrett is now caught up on the culture. That is 10 things I hate about you. I'm so glad he loved it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Do you also have thoughts on 10 Things I Hate About You? I'm guessing that yes, you, whoever you are, listener, find Heath Ledger to be very attractive because I don't know anyone on earth who wouldn't really find him to be attractive. He's beautiful. He's just not my type. (laughs) Anyway, we had to fit in one last rant about how pretty Heath Ledger is. But do you have thoughts on 10 Things I Hate About You? Let us know. We are on Twitter and Instagram at catchupculture. Thanks for listening, everybody, and come back next week for yet another culture catch-up cinematic adventure.